Hi, Sir Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Well, straight into it today. Um, house prices seem to have bucked the trend and, and risen slightly in January. Now, this is according to the nationwide figures. I'm going to show you on the screen here, uh, which, which is not the whole market. Obviously, it's only their, their, um, their own um, uh, figures, uh, nationwide's own lending figures. But it, it's certainly uh, pretty good news for the, the house housing market, particularly if you're uh, looking to sell, because estate agents are also saying that um, they they are seeing more activity in the market, more people registering to buy and that sort of thing, or to, uh, and and so on, and to sell. Um, so UK house prices rose by 0.7 percent month on month in January, and according to the nationwide figures, again they were down just just 0.2% over a year. So with all of the doom and gloom and interest rate rises and that sort of thing, they're only slightly down. So they're, they're more or less treading water there. And, and you can see here in the, the chart here, um, you know, the monthly index, the, the monthly change, um, the, the change since December 2023, and the annual change there. So yeah, it's it's not as bad as, as it all seems out there. And, and this is the average price. And you might be experiencing something different in your own area. I certainly spoke to people in the Midlands. They said they'd seen big drops in prices you know, as much as 15 percent in the last year. Uh, so it, it, it will vary uh, according to different regions. And I, I think this is down to uh, the, the fact that rates are holding, the mortgage rates have come down. So people are again able to borrow. And, and I think the lenders are now starting to lend quite large amounts to people again so you know quite high income multiples so that maybe that is helping uh, as well uh, so so that's that's pretty good news for the housing market despite everything um you know it, it, it seems to be up and this was an interesting figure source of deposits among first-time buyers uh look, look here and, and look at this the the light blue is inheritance and the the the, the dark darker blue is gift from a, a loan or from a family or friend. So a lot of people are going to the bank of mum and dad to get this money. And sometimes the, the, the mum and dad or the grandparents are, are taking that through equity release out of their property, which is effectively another mortgage, but the, the mortgage payments are not made. They can roll up the mortgage. They can make payments, but in general, they roll up. So if you, if you need advice on that, um, it's quite a good way of getting money out of your property and also eventually reducing inheritance tax because the money is then out of your estate it's been it's been given away um but i think a lot of people are raising money this way through the existing it's called equity release it's, it's really like a mortgage that that just rolls up obviously you can only borrow up to a certain percentage of the value value of the property uh, you know you can't get a 90 percent equity release but um I, I think it's quite a good way of parents saying well instead of me you waiting for me to die and then sell the house. I can give you the money now so that you can buy a house. You can get on that property ladder and, and you can put your money into an asset, which will hopefully grow over time because generally property prices do, do go up over time. There might be dips and that sort of thing, but over history, they've always gone up. Um, and, you know, we're looking now at the population. There was a uh, figures out this week saying that the population could reach 70 million within a decade. In, in the UK, uh, because of the amount of mainly because of the amount of immigration, but obviously we're we're seeing birth rates as well. We're seeing um, uh, quite uh, you know people living longer and that sort of thing. So yeah, population is increasing, and they're not building nearly enough.
properties, right? So the government had a target of 300,000 a year. That I think the most they got is, was up to about 200,000 a year. Some builders have said, you know, big builders have said, they can probably only manage between 150 and 200,000 properties a year. Well, that'll barely cope with the population rise of, of people coming in. And we know that there's a demand for rental. Rental uh, demand has soared and rents have gone up. They've, they've eased off a little bit. So we, we know that, that that's down to more people coming in um, uh, and, and demand for rental properties, perhaps people who can't afford to buy yet, but they're renting in the meantime. And we see here that this is another thing that's maybe boosting confidence. The Bank of England moving closer, they say, to an interest rate cut. Um, I'd, I'd be a bit surprised if they cut rates uh, this month or next month, seeing though inflation could rear its ugly head again. Uh, but at the latest meeting, uh, th this is, uh, you know, the Bank of England held rates 5.25 uh, last month, but they, they're indicating that... Um, Sorry, this, this is this is this month, but they're indicating that they're edging towards cutting borrowing borrowing costs. So there's the latest meeting. The bank just held rates five point two five, but the the governor of England, the governor of the Bank of England, said it would wait for firm evidence that inflation was under control before doing so. So they they don't want to cut rates and have to put them up again because inflation has gone up. So, um, but some of them, uh, one, one of the persons here, Swati. Dingra voted to cut rates to 5%. Two members of the monetary policy backed an increase. So big, big diversion there on that on that monetary policy. But definitely the fact that they're not going up is, is giving people a bit more confidence uh, to maybe go out and buy again. Um, but don't forget, we've still got a lot of people coming off of fixed rates this year, uh, as, as they did last year. And they're going to see a heavy rise. Um, even if they get a fixed rate of, of say, 5% now, you know, they could be coming off a 1.9% fixed rate or 2.5% fixed rate. So their payments are going to double or maybe even up more than that. So it's going to be a big shock for, for many, many people out there. Um, uh, so I, I, I will just watch out for that. Um, yeah, so house prices can't build enough going up. Population increase It's all pointing to more demand for house prices. But demand doesn't mean it can't come down. Um, if people can't afford to buy, if the economy is weak, then, you know, it, it will uh, affect property prices because people just won't be able to buy. Another interesting trend that, that seems to be bucking the trend here is office buildings. Now, we've heard that uh, people are working from home now and no one's going into the city. This is a picture of the city of London. That's that part of London, which is, is traditionally known as the financial district. It was the original part where London was was formed by, you know, the Romans, Londinium by the river there, by the River Thames. A lot of history there. If you're ever in London, don't just go to the West End of the shops, go to the city of London where there's there's so much history there. But of course now, places like St Paul's Cathedral, once the highest building in England, um, is are dwarfed by these massive tall office buildings. And one wonders who is working in these buildings because if everyone's working at home, why do they need all these buildings? However, um, the, the square mile, as it's called, is, is set to get a new skyscraper, which will be the tallest in London, uh, following plan and approval from the City of London Corporation. They run the City of London. They've got their own police force there, City of London Corporation. And it's going to be a 284 metre new skyscraper, 55 Bishopsgate, which is up near Liverpool Street. And it will be one of the tallest buildings in Europe and the third biggest in, in the city behind 
um, one undershaft scheme uh, at 22 Bishopsgate. So, so that's good news. And it will offer 7,000 uh, uh, space for 7,000 office workers and provide uh, you know, public areas for to enjoy the city view. So they'll have a, 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 a public viewing gallery as they've got in the Shard at the moment, um, where you can go up the Shard, you, you pay about 30 pounds or something and you, and you can get this panoramic view of London. It is, it's really interesting. Um, so we're sitting next to the building called the Gherkin, which is shaped like a Gherkin and the walkie talkie. Uh, so I think I've got pictures of them here. Um, these are some of the iconic buildings in London. You probably can't see that. You can't focus on that. No. Um, is that any better? No. OK, don't worry. Uh, but you can look them up. There's lots of iconic buildings in, and they get these nicknames, the Gherkin and the walkie talkie and that sort of the, the cheese grater. So um, and the project is costing 600 million. Wow. You know, and it begin as early this year. Um, so, so that's great. That's good news. That shows that there's confidence in 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 London's market. We'll have 63 stories, including uh, 63 floors, right? Including 22 of mixed use space and additional space for public to visit. I, I don't know whether they're going to include uh, flats. That's, a, that's a, an artist's impression of the the viewing gallery. There looks looks fantastic. Um, I think these. They have to give these viewing galleries as part of planning permission. I think it's then it's, it's, it's you know public usage and that sort of thing. Uh, so so great biodiverse climate. So that that shows that London is still confident. It's four years since uh, Brexit, by the way, and a lot of people say our oh, Brexit hasn't worked. Uh, um, others are saying no, we're, we're still moving forward with, with confidence. At one time they were saying, oh London, we've finished as a financial market. That hasn't happened. Um, and in fact, um, Britain in, in a survey uh, of um, British council offices around the world, they voted London and, and Britain as a, as, as a favourable place to live and go. Uh, I think behind Italy, it was Italy and London were up there in the top two. So people abroad still see the UK as a favourable place. I know we, we hear a lot of doom and gloom about everyone leaving, they're all going to Dubai. Yeah, right. I and mean, who's going to go to Dubai if you've got a physical business here? You can't move everything to Dubai. Of course, if you're a digital marketer and making a lot of money, yeah, you can move to Dubai or Portugal or Uruguay or whatever you want. But not everyone can move to Dubai. Not everyone wants to move to Dubai. Well, you've got kids at school and, and a house here and roots here, family here. Do you, do you really want to go and live in the desert? You know, and the answer is most people don't. So there's still um, a lot of uh, love for this country. There's still a great place to live. There's still many opportunities here. And, you know, I've got to recommend it. I, I, I'm London born and bred, so I, I, I love this place. And I think London is, is a fantastic city. OK, so that's that's the end of the little report there. Um, if you want more stuff like this, if you want more information from me and you want more financial reports, do join my mailing list. Which I'll put a link up to it here. And um, you, you'll also get access to a free webinar that I'm doing next Wednesday. Three Steps to Money Management and Successful Investing. And I'll, I'll be taking you through. Uh, immediate steps to get control of your your, your money because a lot of people are, are struggling out there but you know it doesn't have to be you you can you can learn my my quick tips to get control of your money and then learn how to invest and build for the future so that you can become financially free uh, so, so do join my list there one other thing i was um in a little shop there where they sell gold and silver coins and that sort of i was talking to him and um he thinks he, he he's obviously dealing in gold but he's confident that gold 
and silver are lagging behind, that they they will rise substantially in the next few years. Now, we don't know when or you know how, how but he's talking about gold prices at sort of £5,000 rather than sort of 1700 1800 an ounce, and, and silver to, to soar even more. And, and that's because I think in times of trouble, more money went into gold and silver, precious metals. But now a lot of people have been putting their money into to Bitcoin instead. And there's some Bitcoin ETF, exchange traded funds, being launched in America, been, been approved to, for launch in America. So, so Bitcoin's another area which, which could go up. But, you know, if you don't understand Bitcoin, don't invest in it. Only invest in things you understand. I, I personally like gold and silver. And, and I think everyone should have a portion of their, their, their investment portfolio in precious metals like gold and silver. Whether you take this physically or whether you store it. Um, or you or you, you buy gold shares, it's, it's up to you. But if you want more information on how to buy gold and silver, you can get a free report uh, by clicking on the link below there and someone will get back to you or send you a report so you can learn more about how to invest in gold. I wouldn't put all of your money in gold or silver. I certainly wouldn't put it all in stuff like Bitcoin. But as a hedge against inflation, gold is pretty good because you know if you think about what a gold coin would buy you 100 years ago, it's it's pretty much... In, in par with what it will buy you today. But what a pound or a dollar would buy you 100 years ago is, is, is just nothing, isn't it? You know, even you know, 10 pounds, what it would buy you 10 years ago has changed substantially, whereas gold is, tends to hold its value over time. OK, so once again, please join me for that webinar next week. Click on the link there below and you'll also be on my mailing list. So you will get regular updates on what's going on. And, you know, uh, to, to keep you educated financially so you can become financially free. So great. Thanks very much for listening. This is Charles Kelly Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest and enjoy more money. Thank you very much.